Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Jesus, Lamb of God. Almighty Father in heaven, we come before you this Sabbath day. Surrandering and prostrating before you for the wonderful care and guidance and protective you have given us. And for this opportunity you have given us to worship you. We pray that you will fill our homes and this Zoom with your presence and help us to see you and help us to worship you in the beauty of holiness. Please accept our worship. Please accept our praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, are you down? This morning, are you discouraged? This morning, have you been beaten bad, bad so you can't even lift up your, your eyes? Do you feel everything around you is collapsing? Is there fear in your eyes? This morning, do you see defeat staggering you in the face? Are you fearful of what is going around? If this is how you feel, today's sermon is for you. Today, I was speaking on a topic, utterly helpless, wonderfully helped. Utterly helpless, wonderfully helped. Let us pray. Father, the hour has come that your people are waiting to hear the voice of God speak to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Please, Lord, speak through me, your servant, that I may speak and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Let the people of God say, Amen. Utterly helpless. Wonderfully helped. And I want to thank uh, Sister, our small daughter, Tosin, for reading the scripture for us. And I want to, the brother who sang that beautiful song, uh, let me paraphrase what Tosin read. In, uh, and, and then we will take it from there. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for, for our sinners. Now, no one is likely to die for a good person, though someone might be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. 
And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's judgment. For since we were restored to friendship with God by the death of his son, while we are still his enemies, we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by his life. So now, we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in making us friends of God. Have you ever thought in your life, have you ever thought that you are in a canoe or a creek without a paddle? Have you thought about that? That you are in a canoe, maybe not a creek, but riding River Niger without a paddle? Have you ever thought that you are so down that you can't even look up? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought that every time you take a step forward, it's like you are taking two steps backward. Have you thought about that? That nothing seems to work. Have you ever thought that the harder you work, the more you get behind, the behinder it gets? Have you thought, thought about that? My friends, our scripture tells us about utterly helpless. Utterly helpless. Now, utterly helpless is the Greek word asiwon. Asiwon. What does it mean? Usually, it's applied to those who are so sick and feeble, deprived of strength by disease. So, even little children. Babies of one, one week old, so one month old or two months old, will not, as you all will not be applied to them. But a baby of a month old, when that baby is hungry, can cry and can be able to move the legs and the hands. When the baby is wet, can cry for attention, can move the legs around. But a person who is as young, who is utterly sick and helpless, can do nothing. Remember the paralytic man that they brought before Jesus when they opened up the ceiling and they lowered him. He was utterly helpless. Can't get out from his bed. Can't put his hand in his mouth. Can't do nothing, absolutely nothing. So this what the word that was used in this test, utterly helpless. We were all utterly helpless. What does it mean? This is used in a moral, when it's used in a moral sense, it is not inability or feebleness with regard to any undertaking or duty. So when we were unable, when we were feeble, is what he's talking about. What does it mean in this context? It means inability to do anything 
that will save us. When we were in a state where we were unable, absolutely and, and, and comprehensively, we were unable to do anything that will save us. We were just hopelessly hopeless. That's how I can put it. Absolutely hopeless. Utterly hopeless. My friends, that was when God proved his love to us. The proof of God's love. What does it mean? Oh, my brothers and sisters, the proof of God's love is seen in his gift. Yes, God's love is proof in his gift. And that gift was a brimming river of love that has overflowed in our hearts. Whether the Bible speaks of God's love for the world, the church, or you and me, the measure and manifestation of that love is always the same. Christ is not only the gift of God's love, but he himself is the lover of our souls. Let me tell you, the gift of God's love is actually the lover of our souls. And that is why Charles Wesley wrote that hymn, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. Yes, Jesus is the lover of our souls. He, he is the gift of God to us. And he has demonstrated beyond every reasonable doubt that he is the lover of our souls. So then, if you don't know anything, let me tell you, God's love to us is unconditional according to verse 6 of our text that was read to us by, by Tosin. God's love to us is unconditional because remember, we were without strength. The time that God decided to save us, we were without strength. Two, we were ungodly. The time that Christ came, we were ungodly. The time God decided to give us his, the gift of Christ, we were ungodly and we were without strength. And then number three, we were the enemy. So Christ came and died for the enemy. He died for us when we were the enemy. We were, number one, without strength. Number two, we were ungodly. And number three, we were the enemy. And then number four, we were in a state, in that state, that Christ came and died for us. So then there was absolutely nothing that we have done to merit what God has done for us. Absolutely nothing. God's love truly is incomparable. It's unconditional and it's incomparable according to verse 7 and 8. Why? Because sin outraged God and defiled both heaven and earth. Yes, your sins and my sin defile both heaven and earth. And that is why the Bible talks about the need for a new heaven and a new earth, where we, wherein we dwell righteousness. 
my friends, we do not deserve God's love. Yes, when God gave us his love, his gift of love, we did not deserve it. What we deserved was unrestrained wrath and undiluted punishment. That's what we, we, we deserved. At that time, that was our what we have we should have been given. God's unrestrained wrath and undiluted wrath. Why? Because sin took over that which God spoke his blessings and defiled it to the point that only the gift of the Son in death could redeem it. Nothing, nothing could have saved us. Nothing. No, even our death was not to appease God. Even our destruction was not to appease God. Only the gift of God in Christ could make that atonement. My friends, so let me sum up what I've said so far from the book of John Phillips. In his book, Exploring Romans, John Phillips, in his book, Exploring Romans, he said, sin has outraged God and defied both heaven and earth. It has introduced rebellion and ruin where once he reigned supreme. The world is haunted by demons, disease, and death, and dotted with graveyards, hospitals, prisons, and mental institutions. It is ruined by violence and squalor, misery and hatred, war and famine, blight and pestilence, death and decay, all products of sin. Yes, he's talking about pestilence, and now we know that COVID-19 is a pestilence it's as a result of sin. We are facing pestilence. According to John Phillips, it is the result of sin because sin has outweighed God and defied both heaven and earth. So we are facing pestilence, not because God has made it that way, but because of what sin has brought to us. Then John Flynn continued, and man is hand in glove with sin. Yes, man, you and I, we are hand in glove with sin. When God sent his son to be our savior, man spat into his face, the face of Jesus, plowed his back with a scourge, spiked him naked, and turn crown to a tree, snared and mock him in his anguish until the sun hit his bloody noonday face in shame and the earth went in terror and the bedrock granites went wide in protest. Yet, yet, despite all these things, God has made peace through the blood of his cross. Hallelujah. That's why all what sin has done. That's that. That's why the degradation. That's why our helplessness. That's why our rebelliousness. That's why we being the enemy. God sent His Son to die for us, and as a result, God made peace through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Hey, if you don't understand, today let me tell you, in spite of what you have done, let, don't let the devil deceive you. In spite of what you have done, Christ has paid it all for you. So today, God is at peace with you. Just come back to him. Just surrender your life to him. God is at peace with himself because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The provision of God's love. Romans chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. The provision of God's love. And I want you to listen to this very, very carefully. Listen to it very, very carefully. Christ gave his love for us much more than being now, much more being not justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath to him. For if when we were enemies, we were re reconciled to God through the death of his son. I want you to underline the word much more. I want you to underline that one. Much more. Because I've checked, I've checked my the translation, eight translations of the New Testament. I've checked it. Eight translations of the New Testament. When I check it, seven of them use the word much more. The other one use even more. That means that Christ did much more on the cross. If you don't understand, I'm going to explain. Christ did much more than you can imagine. Christ did much more than just simply dying for you. Christ did much more than just saving you. I want you to understand that tonight, this evening, uh, this, this afternoon. Much more. My friends, much more. And when I came to understand what much more, all oh, our shadow was, wow! Thank God for doing much more for me. Thank God for what you have done. Now let me explain the much more. God's much more. In the six times, in Romans chapter 5, six times in Romans chapter 5, much more is used. Six times, much more is used. What does it mean? God's work in Christ did much more than restore what Adam lost. I want you to understand that. Christ dying on the cross did much more than what Adam lost. We all know that Adam was created perfect until sin, sin came in. Yes, we know that. But Christ dying on the cross did much more than what Adam lost. We know Adam lost the Garden of Eden. We know Adam lost to live forever and ever. We know Adam lost all the privileges of God coming in the evening to talk with them. We know that. But when Christ died on the cross, he did much more than just restore us to Adam's original state or to what Adam lost, and I'm going to explain. In the Old Testament, the trespass offering, I'm going to use that as an illustration. In the Old Testament, there was something called the trespass offering. The trespass offering. 
in that trespass offering, the offender, the one who is has been offended, the offender, oh no, the one who has committed the offense, the offender had to pay not only the offender what has been lost, but had to also add one thief, which is 20% to it. I want you to understand that. So let me illustrate. So then if you offended somebody, well, let's say $1,000, that is what is at stake. You as the offender, not only to pay the $1,000, you also have to add 20%, which is $200. So the top, the payment is no more $1,000, it is to be $1,200 so that the offended gain, the offended gain. I want you to understand that. Keep that in your mind. The offender pay more than what the offend, offended lost. What happened at the cross? This is the beauty of God. I am so happy that I belong to Jesus Christ. I'm so happy for what Christ has done. Utterly helpless, wonderfully saved. You see, when Christ died, we became more than the original state. We became more than Adam's position. We were sinless sons of Adam. We became sinless sons of Adam, and we have added to our benefit God added to our benefit is much more. God added to our benefit when Christ made us sons and daughters of God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. My friends, <laughs> John chapter 1 verse 12 says, to them that believe him, he gave them the authority to become the sons and the daughters of God. Let me tell you, Christ died not only to restore us to the original position of Adam. Christ died, he did, he did restore us, but he added much more. You and I now are sons and daughters of the living God, the one who stood at the, at the hour of creation. He spoke and he came into being. He commanded and he stood fast. We have become co-heirs of the king of the universe. We gain much more. We, the offenders, gain much more. We, the offenders, were given much more privilege than before. My friends, much more includes, and I want to enumerate some of them to you, much more includes that we are Justified by his blood. Much more includes that we are saved from wrath through him. Much more includes that we are reconciled by the death of his son. Much more includes that we are saved by his life. By the life of Christ, we are saved. By the love of Christ, we are reconciled. By the life of Christ, we have been saved from punishment, and by the life of Christ, we have been justified 
justified by his blood. So we have been justified, we have been saved from punishment, we have been reconciled to God, we are now saved by his life. My friends, much more, much more, much more includes Christ gave his life to us, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So the principle is clear. If Christ came, if Christ came, if Christ came to us and save us when we, were, when we didn't deserve it, when we didn't deserve it, Christ came to save us when we were, we didn't deserve it, while we were still in sin, how much more will he be with us now that we are vitally, listen that carefully, now that we are vitally linked to God through him, now we are vitally part of Christ, we are vitally co-heads with Christ, we are vitally part of God's family. When we were enemies, he came, he gave us the best gift for us. If Christ has done for, for us, how much more will Christ not save you from COVID-19? How much more will Christ not save you from financial crisis? How much more will Christ not save you from disease and sickness? How much more will Christ not save you from the problems that seem to confront you? How much more will Christ not save you from death? Much more! He has done much more for you! Hallelujah! Christ has done much more, my brothers and sisters, much more. This afternoon, let me tell you, the God who loved and saved us and done so much for us, when we were his enemies, will not now fail us. Listen carefully. The God who loved us and saved us and done so much for us, when we were his enemies, will not now fail us when we are his friends. And more than that, his very own sons and daughters. Be happy. When you were enemies, he came. He shed his blood for you. And he brought you into the family of God. So if he did that, why you didn't deserve it? How much more than now you are part of him? How much more than now you are a member of his family? How much more now? You are co-heirs with Christ. He will do everything and anything to guide you. Yes, utterly helpless, wonderfully helped. My dear brothers, I want you to shout hallelujah that we are wonderfully helped. Much more, much more than we can imagine. Christ will save us now that we are his friends. We are no more enemies. We are his friends. Now that we are his very own sons and daughters, yes, shout hallelujah and say, I am a son, I am a daughter of King Jesus. My brothers and sisters, Christ will do much more for us. The provision of God's love, Romans chapter 5, verse 9 and 10 says, Salvation, salvation is not only future. It is present and continuous. Please, don't you ever scratch your head and say to yourself that you are not sure if you are saved. Salvation is present. It's not only future, it is present. 
you are now enjoying salvation. You are a member of God's family. You are part of Christ. It's present and it's continuous. Yes. And that's why we have to order ourselves and, and our lives as men and women who have been saved by grace because we are no longer our own. We are now part of the kingdom of God. Much more. My friends, Christ giving life for us saved us from the penalty of sin. Now I want you to understand that Christ giving his life for us has saved us from the penalty of sin. That's number one. Number two, Christ giving his life unto us has saved us from the power of sin. Sin has no power over you. Put your hand at your chest and say, sin has no power over me. Hallelujah. Sin has no power over you because Christ, by dying for you, has saved you from the power of sin. Christ giving his life for you has saved, has saved you from the penalty of sin. So now you are no longer in condemnation. No, you are in commendation. And then Christ giving his life to us has saved us from the penalty of sin. And now listen to this, the beauty of Christ. Listen to this again. Christ giving his life to us also has promised that one day he will save us from the presence of sin. One day, sin will no, no, no longer be present. One day, sin will be no more. One day, we will not even smell, we will not even feel, we will not even see sin because Christ has paid it all and wiped away all sin from our lives. And dear brothers, Christ died on the cross for his enemies and did much more much more by saving us from the penalty of sin, much more by saving us from the power of sin, much more by saving us that in future the presence of sin will not be part of us. My dear friends, then I want you to listen very carefully. The fruit, the, the first fruit of sin was an aversion. Remember? When Adam said it was an aversion, he was running away from God. And it was fear. He was afraid. That is the first rule of sin. When you sin, you're always afraid. The first rule of sin was aversion. But the first fruit of salvation are exhortation, replacing aversion, and joy, replacing fear. So now we have joy in Christ. We no longer are afraid. No. Christ has taken away my sins. Christ has taken away your sins because we are no longer in condemnation. We are now sons and daughters of God, co-heirs with Christ. We are going to reign with him forever and ever in the kingdom that he's preparing for us. Yes, this is very, very, very uh, good that God, God has done this for us. So then, Exhortation is replacing aversion, and joy is replacing fear. And finally, my dear brothers, we have received atonement at one moment. We, are the, we were the prodigals. We were the prodigals who are now home 
through Jesus Christ in the arms of a loving Father, forgiving and restored. Yes, I was a sinner, saved by grace. I was blind, now I can see. I was dead, now I am alive. We are now saved in the arms of the Lord. Therefore, COVID-19 cannot touch me because I am saved in the arms of the Lord. Therefore, any contact will not be part of me because I am saved in the arms of the Lord. Therefore, job loss cannot hurt me because I am saved in the arms of my Father. Therefore, disease cannot imprison me. Why? Because I am saved in the arms of the Lord. Therefore, weapon issues cannot destroy me because I am saved in the arms of my Father. Forgiving and restored. Forgiving and restored. Utterly helpless. Wonderfully helped. May God help you. May God guide you. May God help you to know that you are somebody, that you are somebody so important in the kingdom of God. You are somebody so important that you have been forgiven and restored, that Christ has done much more for you every day when you wake up. Wake up in the, in the, in the mood of praise and thanksgiving and, and, and adoration because Christ has done much more for you, much more to take care of you, much more to guide you, much more to help you to succeed, much more that Satan will have no control over you, much more that you have power over that of the power of Satan, much more that you can pray and the God of heaven will hear you, much more that if you abide in him and his words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it will come into pass for you. Much more that when you ask in the name of Jesus, the Father will do it. Much more that now we are children of the living God. God bless you, God guide you, and God help you to understand what Christ has done for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to pray with you. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, I thank you for the message of what Christ has done for us when we were utterly helpless. And he wonderfully, wonderfully helped us. We thank you that we did much more for us than what originally was. We, the offenders, were even giving much more. You, the you who were offended, condescended, and instead of us paying you, you paid for us and give us much more. And we thank you. We give you all the glory for giving, for saving us and giving us much more than today. Even what is raging on in this world, this covenant that is hanging over our heads, we know we have done much more to save us. And we thank you. We know that no evil shall be for us. And we thank you. We know that we can tread on the lion and the adder, the scorpions and the snakes. 
and you do us no harm because you have done much more for us. So we thank you. Help us to have confidence in what you have done. Help us to have faith in you, trust in you, and allow you to work your will in us. This, this afternoon, I pray for every member of Upendo, of, of NACA, every member of NACA, and all those who came to worship with us, that you are you are you are you are you are well with well with us, and you are and you and what you have done will ring in our ears every minute of the day that we will know what you have done for us and that you order our lives, that we will submit ourselves every day to you, that we will surrender all to you and allow you to work your will in us. Bless Naka, bless the leadership, bless the men, bless the women, bless the youth, bless the children. And that the whole rest will march together to Zion. Because one day you will come and you will take us where there will be any presence of sin and death and kills and disease and pestilence and, 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 and all viruses. And that we will live with you forever and ever. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. There is there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. And there is none holy as the holy as the Lord. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee, beside you, Lord, neither is there any rock like our God? There is none holy as the Lord. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done unto the Lord. Be the glory. Great things he has done unto the Lord. Be the glory. Great things he has done unto the Lord. Be the glory. Great things he has done. Great things, great things, great things he will do unto the Lord. Be the glory, great things he has done. Great things, great things, great things he will do unto the Lord. Be the glory, great things he has done. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised, my Redeemer. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised, my Redeemer. You are worthy to be praised. What manner of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, how wonderful you are. You are brighter than the morning star. You are precious, more precious than the lily that grows by the way. You are precious more precious than gold. Sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, 
How wonderful you are. You are brighter than the morning star. Morning star, you are precious, more precious than the lily that grows by the way. You are precious, more precious than gold.